welcome to Sci-Fi Sci-Fi. I'm your co-host, Cece. And I'm Peter, your other co-host. This week we're discussing Michael Crichton's classic techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain. Peter? Techno-thriller, wait, techno-thriller seems kind of like, like, alright, what, what, what's this about? Alright, science? Cool, cool, cool. It's also kind of scary. <laughs> but, like, I know. not that scary. <laughs> but, like, but, like, a little bit scary. No, it's hard. Techno horror? No, that's a little too much. That's that's a little extreme. I don't think we're quite that here. Great. That's over the line, John. <laughs> we're gonna go with thrilling. It's thrilling occasionally. Damn, Michael, that's genius. <laughs> I, I this book like it really doesn't have a lot of really thriller aspects. That's just sort of Crayon's genre. There are thriller aspects. It's like spooky. The virus or fuck. I just fell into that trap that I hate, where it's you call a pathogen a virus just because it's a pathogen. The organism <laughs> itself is frightening in its effects. Yeah, stop trying to put it in a box. What? Stop trying to put it in a box. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm just hung up on categories, you know? I'm trying to overcome that in myself, but... <laughs> stop trying to label it, Cece. <laughs> put it in a box and label it. Peter, that's exactly what you do when you're a biologist. <laughs> What do you think this book is about? <laughs> Trying to label it. <laughs> but don't blame them. It was written in 1969, so they didn't know. <laughs> Today we yeah, just before... whispered to the organisms, tell me your identity. <laughs> <laughs> we have a microscope and a microphone. We don't want to assign But like, a it's genus. just small. And <laughs> be proven wrong later. Oh my god, because it told you so. Because it's like, uh, excuse me, that is not my genus. I uh, thank you. I am no clostridium. I am, I don't know, god, Streptococcus. You... I don't remember if those two look alike, but fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Did, did you just assume my phylum? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh god, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, yes, there are frightening aspects of it. The ending part is certainly, quote unquote, thrilling. But I mean, yeah, yeah, like it's actually pretty creepy. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole part where I've they roll read it enough times, I'm not like that spooked by it anymore. I mean, also, we've read Sphere. Once you read Sphere, you're good. Yeah, nothing scares you, it takes away your fear. Anyway, oh god, we should definitely cover Sphere one of these days, just as an aside. Yes, all right, now that our three minute intro is over, yeah, Christ, okay, go on. Uh, I just think we should uh, we should start from the beginning and uh, I one of the really interesting things I thought about this which uh, was interesting you know what I just said is uh, the idea of like the military trying to harvest the upper levels of the atmosphere for bioweapons yes yes I wanted to talk about that too because I have read this book a couple times it's one of my uh, it's one of my classics my go-to fuck I just dropped my microphone <laughs> that's not getting cut out keep roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Um, anyway, it just fell off the table, guys. I'm sorry. I hope it's not too ugly to listen to. Are we snapping? In case it is, I, in case it is, I snapped. It's okay, only one of us needs to snap because, you know, we over. Oh, yes, it syncs up. Okay. Now that you've left behind, you behind the kimono. <laughs> Wait, are we editing this or not? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. We'll if it's really bad, we'll, we'll edit it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, Yes. The bioweapons thing surprises me every time. It's not like I didn't know that the U.S. had a bioweapons program. And it's, 
I guess I just forget that it's a part of this book and the idea that they're like, you know where we could get good pathogens? Some good, good pathogens? (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking wild. You imagine, like, there's a room of dudes in uniforms and one of them's like, all right, damn it, we can't beat the Russians. We both have smallpox. (laughs) Everyone's got smallpox. It's 69. Smallpox is still around. <laughs> Polio, then. How's that? What the fuck? Peter, polio is still around now. Don't, no, there's definitely a polio vaccine. Yeah, there's a vaccine. There was a smallpox vaccine, too. Smallpox was the first vaccine. I mean, yeah, like in the Revolutionary War, right? Uh, that was around then, I think. That, like, the actual yeah. vaccine was made. But people have been inoculating themselves against smallpox since, like, um, the first millennia whoa, 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 whoa. of B.C. Find out on Going Viral. That, uh, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, I don't know. Like, I thought that was, like, such a great idea. It's like, hey, you know, we got all of this space tech going on. We're in the middle of the space race. 69's when we, uh, when we landed the, uh, the moon mission. So you know, let's just let's just go to space. Like that, We've I love that idea. We've kind of been crushing like, it, so like let's just get some microbes. <laughs> While we're at it, <laughs> actually, I think this was published in between when the la- when they launched and when they landed. How wait? How wide of a window is that? It's like two weeks, I think. What makes you think this was published in that window? Have you seen something to say so? No, I'm pretty. I could have sworn they launched in late April or I mean early May. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. I have no idea. That's an oddly specific. That would be an oddly specific piece of knowledge for me to have. I, I know. That's why I'm thrown. I'm like, there's no way you look that up. So, <laughs> where is this coming from? All right, let's move on. I guess so, there's a, like a one in twenty six <laughs> chance that you're right. <laughs> I'll take those odds. I take those at school every year. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So what, I, what I'm saying is, like, I like the idea that it's, like, he published this during the space race. Like, space was the thing. Like, everyone was into space, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, all right, well, cool. Um, I know how to capitalize on this. <laughs> I want to write a book about microbes. But space in seems space. to be what's hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got really interested in biology. And he was like, oh, <laughs> shit, how do I get people to actually buy this book? <laughs> It's gotta have some sort of a uh, some sort of a selling point here for the audience. Wait, shit! I'm seeing a theme. <laughs> what? What? I'm thinking, I'm thinking oh, about his other books. Does Michael Crichton write about what's hot in tech, Peter? Is that maybe exactly what he does? <laughs> Could he maybe be writing about Jurassic Park during the Human Genome Project? Um, it wasn't called the Dinosaur Genome Project, CZ. Not the same thing. Oh, you're right. Of course God. you're right. I'm so sorry. How embarrassing for me. Idiot. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's a really interesting idea. But like, God, what a waste of resources, NASA slash the government. <laughs> you're like... Yeah, you went to the moon when you could have been collecting, re- like, microbes. I meant the other way around. <laughs> Why go to the moon? What'd you get out of the moon except some rocks? Um, bragging rights? The ultimate bragging rights. The ultimate bragging We're still using those bragging rights. Because we're still the only ones that have gone. Yeah. So, suck on that, everyone else. 
<laughs> literally <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> literally. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's, like, such a ridiculous idea for the military to be like, first of all, it's lazy. It's like, let the scientists <laughs> do our work. We're not even developing our own micro, our own bioweapons <laughs> anymore. What the hell? We outsourced to space. Sure, we could fucking, like, I don't know, exert evolutionary pressure on the ones we have, try to isolate toxins, you know. There's lots of ways we could try to make bioweapons, but let's just try to find some. Let's just take the proverbial yeah, metal but... detector onto the proverbial beach and fucking hope for the best. <laughs> Let's just fucking cast a net into the atmosphere and try to just <laughs> see what we find. You find know? fucking Blackbeard's treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Which may or may not exist. <laughs> and we're just sort of like looking around for it in Ocean City, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like that's basically what this is doing. It's such an absurd idea. That's not a bad source of bioweapons either, though. Ocean City, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, let's try it there. Next. That is our beloved beach, Peter. Don't you knock it? Yeah, it's our beloved beach where I still cringe when I see people walking in bare feet on the sidewalks. Our beloved biohazard beach. Yeah, there haven't sweet, been sweet needles on the shore in years. <laughs> I love when I bring I wear my beach hazmat suit every year at day. <laughs> at least we're in tan lines, but you gotta do what you gotta do. No, no tan lines. It's clear. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> I mean, like, there's pants, like, there's, like, pants tan lines, sir, like, from my underwear, but, like, the rest of it's Gucci. <laughs> it's actually made by Gucci. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's my Gucci hazmat suit. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Y'all, it's late. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, wait, how long before the, wait, actually, this is a real thing. Hi, hi, welcome, everyone. This is my news reel. I'm just going to slide on in here. Um... Cece, you know how it's a thing in China to wear, like, masks when you go outside because their air is, like, smog? Yes. And worse than Pittsburgh during the steel rush? Yes. Did you know they have designer masks? I'm not sure if I knew that or not. It's one of those things that sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if it's just sort of not that surprising. You know? You're right. Yeah. So, like, designers, like, real designers make masks and sell them to the Chinese. <laughs> Give me an example. Um, she told me one. Again, I'm getting this all all this information um, piecemeal from our former guest. <clears throat> CZ, I can't even name a Western designer. Guest? Like that? Yeah, like Mickey. Oh, oh, the our foreign guest exchange student. We, we even had guests like on our podcast. I think we oh, had our, that I, in that episode that I did without. Oh, you. oh, okay, that makes sense. That's the one with all the listens. <laughs> the one that everyone downloaded that was the one it's like a couple That's orders okay. of magnitude higher than the rest of them i was wondering about that wow, one wow there's three thousand people download this episode i don't even remember releasing one there <laughs> i never read that book <laughs> oh god god all right moving on anyway yeah the military got lazy and threw a, a net into the space and, and actually got something, something out of it bullshit <laughs> yeah to be fair i think everyone was really full of hope when this book was written and like expectations you know of like the world the universe being bountiful with life and resources for our yeah. taking although i didn't think that there was ever a time that we were like oh yeah there's for sure life like in our solar system but 
No, if anything, we've gotten more confident in it than we were before. Maybe it's like a curve. Like, maybe we used to be confident in it, then we got some evidence, we're like, uh, it doesn't seem too good, and now we're like, yeah, for sure, happen at some more point. evidence. <laughs> and we're like, life's fucking weird. Life can happen anywhere. Well, but that's, you know, it's interesting you say that, because the life described in this book is fucking weird. And there's a lot of discussion right. about what, you know, the definition of life is. Which is... Which is a fun conversation. A fun conversation. I mean, biology has a definition for it. But, like, it's... By that theory... Okay, so we know viruses don't qualify as life, right? But then so, too, don't certain bacteria, which are, like, obligate parasites. Like, they have to be obligate... Or, excuse me, occupying a cell in order to live. So what makes them better than viruses? You know what I mean? Well, in order to, like, do any of the functions that are, quote-unquote, necessary for life. Just like viruses. Like, viruses do all that, like converting energy and making proteins and like taking nutrition all that shit they do but they just need to be living in a cell to do it so to to some bacteria so it's like the line's so weird and blurry yeah that's but you have to draw it somewhere right (laughs) yeah i mean i think viruses the reason why i think part of the uh, all right here's my honest example when i think about viruses and like scientists like trying to go like figure out what the deal with viruses is my current stance is that they look at viruses and like there's no way that shit's alive (laughs) and they try to come up with arguments as to why it's not alive i disagree i feel like people look at viruses and go there's no way that shit's not alive look what it does to us but like but it doesn't do yes yeah look what it does to us sure but if you got mercury a high concentration of mercury in your blood it would hurt you too mercury's not alive like, it can fuck you up without being Mercury alive. doesn't self-replicate. Yeah, but viruses fuck us up Mercury doesn't mutate. You know? Mercury mm-hmm. doesn't go through a lot of the shit that viruses go through. I mean, you're right. But, like, in the end of the day, viruses are just fucked up code that happen to share enough with our code to break it, basically. Mm, I mean, kind of. I don't know. Then what, you know, then what is anything? Like, <laughs> we're all just code, right? You could maybe define life that way. What do, what has a genome? Then you still don't have prions mm. as life, but for some reason prions is where I draw the line. Prions for me, for sure, not life. Because they're just fucked up proteins. Yeah, they're just weird twisty-ass proteins that twist other proteins. Yeah, like a be- like dry- grab other protein, twist into a pretzel shape, and keep moving. <laughs> fucking assholes <laughs> right this protein rubs up against the other protein and turns it into a pretzel shape that way <laughs> like just totally passive process weird it's process like how homo- homo- passive. wait it's like how homophobic people think about gay people <laughs> one prion uh, talks to another protein's kid and then all of a sudden that protein becomes a prion because <laughs> protein didn't let their kid talk to the right people <laughs> Oh god. What a fucked up analogy. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> also like upsetting. No, it's kind of accurate. I mean, sure. I, I guess it's an accurate description of homophobes, but not really prions. No, they roll up. They're like, yo, what's up, protein? And then all of a sudden that protein's like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm prion now, huh? I, I didn't think I was Exactly prion. like the gays do. <laughs> <laughs> I never considered I was a prion. <laughs> Let's examine this. 
Experiment a little. <laughs> We're making a lot of identity <laughs> jokes on this episode. <laughs> God, I swear we're not bigots. <laughs> oh my God, no, we're making fun of bigots. Yes, yes, exactly. Make sure you notice that, listeners. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the organism. All right. Yeah. So that shit didn't have DNA. Nah, no DNA. The fuck? Well, actually, we don't know that it didn't have DNA. We just know that it didn't have proteins, which means that the DNA would be coding for fucking nothing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of DNA is to code for proteins, but yeah, that's like what the fuck's the point if it, they didn't have that DNA? That it's a logical have... conclusion, but it's not necessarily true. You know what I mean? Okay, here. Okay, here's a question mm-hmm. for you. They talk about how there's a crystalline structure. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible that this was not based on carbon? Uh, no, strictly because they said that it was made at carbon and nitrogen and oxygen. Did they? I don't remember that. Uh, and the other one, hydrogen, in the same quantities. In, the in other one? In the same proportion. You know, the other one. The other <laughs> Yeah, element. you know, yeah, you know how there's you know. four elements? <laughs> <laughs> it had the other one, too. Um, but no, they said they had them in roughly equal proportions to what, you know, earthly cells have. Weird. So, like, why the fuck? This, alright, so what I like about this a lot is that Michael Crichton, I'm sure talked to some experts, but, like, developed an idea for an organism that's, like, totally, like, he, like, made one that is universally alien to this. Yeah. Which is, um, it's it's very cool to me. Yeah, for sure. It's super interesting. It's... Alright, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I had another thought coming, but... I appreciate, I, but, I appreciate your but input. But I lost it. <laughs> you know, let it be lost, because you were squandering mine. <laughs> you have something else to say? Yes, no, the, the organism he came up with was certainly, like, super original, and I like that it had enough things about it that were familiar, that it was sort of conceivable, but it was also different enough that it was mysterious. And this whole fucking book is such a science tease. And it's kind of like Rendezvous with Rama in that way, where at the end they're like, well, I don't know, we can't really tell anything else about it, I guess. That's it. Yeah, well, and shit. Then, but, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't specialize in studying alien colony ships. I, I study, you know, organisms. I'm, I'm something of a biologist, and so this book is, like, so fucking obnoxious <laughs> to me. <laughs> because I'm like, I need to know more about why it is the way it is, how it functions, everything. And he just doesn't go that into it. He's kind of like, uh, no proteins, and it's a hexagon. And that's all we found out. I don't know, we only had five days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so like annoying. It's like, yeah, we counted the we counted the points. It's a hexagon. <laughs> no proteins. That's weird, huh? Uh, no nucleus either. I mean, that's like a thing in, on Earth, but like, it's not like com- I mean, it's not common in like large cell structure. I mean, lots of things don't have so, nuclei. Like, Bacteria don't have nuclei. I know they don't have nuclei, but like, I don't know. Aren't eukaryotes larger? Yes. Didn't they say that the organism in this book was large? I think it was like large-ish. Like, a bacteria could be that size, but it wasn't. 
It was it was it was too large uh, to be a virus, okay. basically. By by that current understanding of viruses. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No. You're right. Yeah. I mean, they have found like super viruses. <laughs> no, 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 like, no. With, like eleven thousand okay, genes. Okay. <laughs> like, with, like no, they found they found super viruses with like thousands yeah. of genes. Yeah. Pandora viruses. Fucking Ooh. awesome name. They're called Pandora viruses, so they must be cool. <laughs> yeah, right? But no, they're viruses that are, like, bigger than the smallest bacteria. They're, they're not as big as, like, regular-sized bacteria, but they're bigger than the smallest ones. So, yeah. But we only Which found out about those crazy. in, like, the last ten years. It is pretty fucking yeah. crazy. I think they're bacteria. Unless Michael Cray knew about <gasps> them. Wait, unless Michael Cray knew about them all along. It's, that motherfucker. It's a <laughs> <laughs> He's been hiding Pandora viruses from us. <laughs> It's really easy. They're so small. And it's like such a failed attempt at branding because they're like, oh yeah, isn't it fascinating? And then nobody cares because they're like, oh, they just sort of affect amoebas. Do- Does that affect us? No? All right. No. Moving on to the next story. I got shit worried. <laughs> there are like wars going on. It's like real <laughs> There's diseases worried even about <laughs> affect humans. And not, There's like Ebola you out know, there. eukaryotic unicellular organisms. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh god, good name though. Still, that's some classic. So shit. Still applies. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I, anyway. so I feel like this is partially because it's sort of his first. I think it's his first book, um, because I yes. feel like a couple decades into his career, Michael Crichton would have fleshed this out way more. That's uh, that's definitely true. I mean, I mean, it might be that he wanted it to stay mysterious, but like, there's no reason for the scientists to stop studying it. Like, that's the ending's so weird. They're just like, I don't know, mutated. We don't have to worry about it anymore. It's done. <laughs> Which is a little bonkers because obviously it mutates super quickly. So I'd still be freaking worried about it. And the implication is that like the Andromeda strange is floating around in our atmosphere today, just sort of being benign. But you know, for no, now, not benign. It's not well, benign. Well, they're saying it is benign, that the strain that mutated was benign. I I know, but it's it's not. It planes. It fucked up the Andros 5. It's true. It did fuck up the plane. It was a spaceship. Was it a spaceship? Yeah, it was a spacecraft, and it, it incinerated during re-entry. My bae. I thought it was... So they said that's... that at the end, in like the final conference, but I had thought that it was a like regular jet, <laughs> originally. And I wasn't sure what was going on with that. No, I mean, I'm sure it would fuck up a regular jet, No too. doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's floating around in our upper atmosphere, just fucking up all our ships. Yeah, all our many spaceships. And we're just, like, fine with that, apparently. We're like, that's that's cool. I mean, I don't know. What the fuck are hey, we going to do about nice? it? <laughs> Pollution really would have solved that problem with, you know, acid rain. Maybe. <laughs> We don't fucking know because they studied for five days. And then we're like, no, it's fine. We're cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> they never even figure out what killed it. There's no fucking way they just give up on it like that. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Like, and like, someone definitely has a sample. So, like, I'm hanging on to a sample and I'm taking it home. Like, even if the government's like, all right, we don't give a shit anymore. I, I give um, a shit. Cool, cool. I found a new thesis. <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking Nobel Prize. Another one. <laughs> Yeah, for my studying of a completely unknown and alien organism. Just like, even if you completely ignore the public health perspective, it would, there's not a scientist in the world who would turn down the opportunity to study an alien organism. 
Fuck, I'm an engineer. Yeah, I'd take fucking it. geologists would take it. Anyone would take it. Yeah, no. What the fuck, Michael Crichton? I like is that? I, I wish at the end it was like, and they didn't notice that I had a vial of the organism. <laughs> 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 it's like one of those assholes is going back again. So, <laughs> prizes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, like, imagine how cool that would be for like evolutionary biology. Yeah. Like, put it in different situations and see how it does. Also, they talk about how it's gonna like form an indestructible biofilm. That's probably fucking useful. Yeah, that's really important to know about too. Yeah, biofilms like fucking dangerous for us, but also like I bet you could turn that into something it's useful like a lot and marketable. Of people. It kills a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, like, what the fuck, guys? You fucked up. <laughs> we can't talk about how much they fucked we, up on We enough, really can't, so let's not even try. <laughs> yeah, let's, re- but, let's like, move on. But, like, the one thing is that I don't think he really properly sort of showed how evolution worked. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, no, it mutated. Sort of like if you're playing Plague Inc., the, the phone app, and... <laughs> 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 and you mute. I was playing the other day in preparation for this episode. <laughs> doing a little research, you mutated like a, a you know transmission mode, and all of a sudden every cell has that transmission mode. That seems to basically be what happened in this book, which is bonkers. Well, even for an alien organism, how the hell would it communicate that? Man, could you imagine though? What the fuck? I, yeah, I guess you could speculate that like, cause they. Ha- it's like the the Scala. Oh, uh, yeah, the Descalada. Descalada, Descalada. It's the Descalada. Yes. They talk. That, yeah, that's true. I mean, and they have that whole messenger hypothesis thing that they talked about, like the idea that um, rather than sending radio waves or any other f- form of radiation to other star systems, an intelligent race would send a biological system that could then communicate with um, whatever race they came in contact with. So right, right, maybe right. if you want to speculate that that's what's going on, that it could communicate things around. Like, hey, let's let's come up with our own headcanon here. The freaking Andromeda stream was like, oh shit, I'm killing them. Better change my ways and tell all my homies. And then, <laughs> that's that's what happened. <laughs> we couldn't see what was inside the cell very well because it was a little brain. It was brain. Just a little brain. <laughs> and a radio. And a little brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, an, and a ham radio. <laughs> and a fucking walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stop clotting oh, oh. them over and out. <laughs> yo, yo, it kills them. We Weird, fucked right? up. I know, who saw this one coming? <laughs> Did not expect well, that. If we turn that shit running through the vessel specifically designed to get everyone in their body, they fucking die. <laughs> What the shit, man? Oh god, oh god, oh god. The boss is gonna kill me. Oh god, we killed so many of them. <laughs> I've got three kids. <laughs> I'm getting fired. You have a family to provide for. <laughs> I'm imagining the episode of SpongeBob. I know you were, because you said, no, please, I have three kids. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. So, okay. yes, I guess in that perspective, then we can God, maybe excuse the evolution funny. thing. But, like, in real life, <laughs> evolution, just because it evolved, just because a strain evolved that fed on polymers instead of people, doesn't mean that there wouldn't still be virulent strains, because... By, by the by, fucking cool of it, Yeah, though. I mean, very chill, for sure. <laughs> I appreciate like, thanks, it. But... <laughs> 
High five. But like there would still be virulent strains around. Yeah. That would still be virulent. Unless there's a walkie talkie t- in until each they... of those little hexagons. There's gotta be. I mean there's gotta be some <clears throat> if we're gonna develop like a scientific basis for this, there's gotta be some sort of communication between them. Releasing chemical trains, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. The, that, that leads to so many more questions, which is stupid because we literally just made that up. So, <laughs> get back away. <laughs> back away from that. Uh, one of the things I find super charming about this book, and it's just one of the great joys of reading old sci-fi, is like their quote-unquote cutting-edge technology. Oh my god, right? The woman, like the recordings of the woman that like made them, like, that's like her job. Yeah. And it's like, these days we just synthesize the voice or something. <laughs> yeah. We have fucking Google saying, um, while it's trying to make a call for you. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. I, I'm <laughs> fine. Listen, I am fine with very intelligent AI. I am not fine with it pretending to be human. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> don't try hey, to pass as human. Hey, Be fuck. very clear have about what you ego. are. Have an ego. That's fine. But like... <laughs> You, you ain't human. What the fuck, man? I don't like this whole humanoid-looking android thing. And I don't like fucking Google Assistant saying, um, I don't like it. Also, wait, alright. So, we're gonna, I'm gonna say one more thing about that, then we're moving on from AI, because that's gonna be a future episode. But, I don't get the whole idea of, like, making an AI in a human form. The human form's fucking inefficient. That's true, man. Good point. You know how hard much trouble this are having, like developing a hu- like a look, like a robot that looks like a human. Oh, Peter! Take away man the just artificial wants to intelligence. Itself. Yeah, man wants to fucking create itself because man's got a huge ass ego, mm-hmm. and they want to be God. Mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly God created us in His image. That's Surprise, you say. little shits! We, <laughs> we're creating our own shit in our own image. It's fucking hard, and also, I'm sure God regrets it by now. So why the <laughs> fuck are we trying it? <laughs> one of god's worst days <laughs> god or should drinking. i say seven of them <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, i wonder if any of our audience appreciated that one probably not <laughs> probably we've, had not. N- we've said enough profanity that they would probably not still be on this episode <laughs> oh god but like right. so one of the very first things that happens in the book is them trying is like the the guys in the van trying to track down the satellite like what an just unthinkable problem to have to solve. It's like, oh, you guys don't have GPS, huh? <laughs> Sucks, really, huh? <laughs> oh, that, that's a bummer. Wow, the only satellite like, Sputnik, huh? Like, you Sucks. know Crane only went into detail explaining it because he thought it was, like, a super interesting and, like, techie way of solving the problem. And it's, like, some sort of crazy triangulation that, like, the military uses. And it's really just a shitty version of GPS. I actually know how to do it. Do you? Yeah, I got trained in it. You guys still use that? Not the military. I got trained in it for, uh... Um, so when aircraft go down, they have this thing called an, uh, an ELT, an emergency location transmitter, I think it is. Okay. Or elect- electronic tra- location transmitter. Anyway, it goes off if they are jostled, really. So any sort of crash. Or a hard landing, unfortunately. Um, but the FDA... Or not the FDA, fuck. The FAA uh, regulates them all. And then... Or is it the Air Force? Might be the Air Force. I know the FAA regulates them all. They call the Air Force to let them know that um, there happens to be like a cap unit in the area, basically. Mm-hmm. And then we grab these things called Elpers. They're basically mm-hmm. these huge V's that are of wire, and then a, a signal strength meter in the middle. 
and you get in a van, you drive around, you figure out like what quadrant it's in, and then you send in ground teams. Like, why haven't they given them GPS yet? Because <laughs> GPS is a lot more expensive, and um, it's not as reliable in some areas. It help or work anywhere. Oh, interesting. So you basically mm-hmm. just follow the signal. <clears throat> oftentimes, we, yeah, oftentimes we use GPS to get like a last known position. And then you don't follow the signal. You, you try use that to, to sort find, of establish your searching area. Yeah, you find the searching area, then you use the the helper to establish like your search, your a smaller search area, and then you send your grant teams to the rest. Yeah, helpers aren't very good at finding specific locations. They're just not accurate enough. Fair enough. That's really interesting. But like, we're looking for a fucking plane. If they're looking for a goddamn probe, that's not that shit's gonna be terrible. Yeah, maybe it's just like you end up in the middle of a town. <clears throat> Yeah, how convenient. <laughs> also, what's right the bull? The guy's table. I'm calling bullshit. Oh, no, that's right. They drove out to get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They saw it go down. They're like, what's that? Let's go get it. And then they brought it to the doctor. Like in and Thor. And the doctor was like, don't worry. I'll make some calls. I'll take care of this. And they fucking opened it up. <laughs> like, the fucking nerve of that. <laughs> you that's see a that one. Move. And you're going to fucking open it up. I'm not saying I would assume it's dangerous. I'd just be like, oh my god, I'm so scared I'm going to go to jail because I fucking ruined a priceless satellite. <laughs> I <laughs> fucked up the military satellite. Or I, like, contaminated a Russian spy satellite that the government needs to study. Like, I'd be so spooked. I wouldn't touch it. I'd just call the police. <laughs> Help call me. The, I'd I call have the an president. emergency. <laughs> What's a kid of your emergency? There's a fucking satellite on my table. <laughs> But, yeah, so it starts off with the shitty GPS. And then, like, half of the book is talking about all the cool shit computers do. They're like, this used to take days or weeks, but computers can do it in seconds. And you're like, oh. That's cool it added. Oh, that's cute. You guys are so excited by that. This is my life. They're like, the bottom, this is my hand. The bottom level is a full, fully implemented supercomputer. All right, you're just, now you're just pulling my leg. <laughs> they only put Sorry. one computer in. This fucking, like, spare no expense facility had one computer and just, like, kiosks on the different levels. And they had to, I mean, like, file for computer time. That's so funny. It was adorable. I, I actually kind of like that idea of, like, a, uh, like a, like a, we feel like worked in an office building and in the basement they had, like, one fucking overpowered computer. And, like, everywhere else, just computers were just accessing it. Uh, I think that's probably. Well, sort sort of true in certain circumstances. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Like, like there are sure companies there are that have situations. like supercomputers that you can go use. I mean, yeah, know, sure. file time for like NASA. Yeah, like yeah, companies like NASA exactly. That's really yeah, what I meant. A company like <laughs> NASA, and also probably you know, the company that makes supercomputers. I'm sure there's one. <laughs> what a vending machine that serves vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, supercomputer company that runs with supercomputers. <laughs> I want the supercomputer to be the CEO and sell supercomputers. <laughs> it's kind of like slavery. Project Insight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, so yes, so that is hilarious. Because it's like, fuck you and your baby ass computers. <laughs> I like how in this book, in the basement, there was a nuclear bomb. Because why the fuck not? It's the Cold War. They actually convinced people to put it in their hands. Because of yeah. the quote-unquote odd man hypothesis. Which is kind of a fucked up hypothesis. <laughs> Alright, so here's the thing about um 
Michael Crichton? He does this shit a lot. What, make up things that sound like plausible science? But, like, art? I think Odd Man might actually be real. No, Odd Man's not. I looked into it. It, okay, good. It, it is literally a quote-unquote fictional hypothesis. Aren't all hypotheses fictional? Yeah, yeah. Well, not fictional necessarily, but not certainly fact. All I'm saying Some, is... Michael, they're a gray area. <laughs> Michael Crichton might just be the greatest psychologist of our time. Well, not our time. Like our parents' time. But still. I mostly take issue with the fact that it was like single men 80% of the time. Women, like, 40% of the time. <laughs> That's mostly where I take issue. I don't know. Maybe single men would be the best at it. But I think women would do better than 40%. I'm Sorry, just do you mean, saying. Do you mean the fun and blatant uh, sexism? Yes. The uh. nice 60s style sexism. Yes. Just Shown an old school, old school. Data. Women are not good at men, as men. They're yes. not as good as men. Exactly. Yes. That stuff. Uh, that's classic. That's where the thing I have issue with. Though, again, doesn't necessarily mean that it's not, you know, true. But there's no actual evidence because that study was made up. <laughs> I love his moment occurred, though, because he did this shit in Jurassic Park, too, where it's like, this is chaos math. This is totally how it works, and it's real. Yes. Hi. <laughs> chaos math. Although my understanding is that he did an okay job in Jurassic Park of explaining chaos math. Yeah, I mean, chaos math is like a real thing. Oh, but you're saying the application to Jurassic Park was kind of bullshit? Yeah, it was totally He just bullshit. really wanted to talk about chaos math. Fucking Jeff Goldblum played the guy. Of course it was bullshit. <laughs> Naturally. If it wasn't bullshit before, it was then. <laughs> it was absolutely the moment he stepped on as the screen. As soon as eyes met script. <laughs> you knew. I can make he knew. this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I I almost want to see a real study about it. Yeah, honestly. like I would actually like be interested in looking into the like his quote-unquote odd man uh, hypothesis to like, see if like there's actually any ground to it. It's like, <laughs> the, the way it was presented in the book, though, was so confusing, because they're like, oh, we chose the surgeon. Yeah, it seems weird, but it's because of the odd man hypothesis. So I'm like, oh, is he there because, like, he has a different perspective, like, different education and training? You know, he deals with patients regularly, so, like, he'll bring in a new idea, and then it's like, oh, no, 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 it's because he's single. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's actually not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> It's just like they hired him because he was single. And I'm like, you couldn't find a single physical chemist. They're all. <laughs> I'm married. sure there's a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's sure so are, strange. I'm sure there are more single. But they're all chemists. former felons, so. <laughs> so they didn't qualify with the security checks, I guess. Well, it's a real bummer for them, I guess. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but I do wonder if you could like see a lot of difference between groups in making i guess crunch time decisions about atomic weapons not that it matters because like really whose hands are those in the president's pretty much i mean yeah unless you know you have a fail safe that happens to be a nuclear weapon as in this case what, yeah. a, what a crazy idea they're like it will automatically decide to to detonate you have three minutes to tell it not to detonate. That is such a ridiculous standard to set. That's because, like, is if you can't get anywhere in the base within three minutes, then, like, and I doubt you can. Right. Then what Which the fuck? Which way you climb the core or something? The computer core. 
and get shot full of fucking curare. What the fuck was that about? They thought that the lime animals were gonna escape, so they had to kill them so they didn't infest the upper levels. It kind of made sense. All right. <laughs> oh man, what else, Peach? Um, I like that it fed on energy. Yeah, that was interesting. It it would make sense that a a organism that lives in space would be perfectly efficient. If any organism has incentive to be perfectly efficient, it's that one. Apparently this one fucking evolves like nobody's business to be efficient, so. Right. It's kind of a tough thing. Again, it comes back to, like, this bio-tease that is this book, because I'm like, well, how does it evolve if it doesn't seem to have DNA? Like, what changes about it, you know? Fuck. (laughs) So many questions. No answers. (laughs) It's, um, it's a mystery. CC, it's a, it's a mystery. I would call it a thrilling one. Oh, really? Would you call it techno-thrilling? I would call it a technical <laughs> thrilling example. <laughs> oh, uh, man. <clears throat> Alright, what else we got, CC? What else we got? I don't know. I think that might be all for me. That's probably all for me, too. Well, do you want to just wrap up? It'll be a yeah. shorter episode. Yep, well, we'll... Quick one for you guys. We just gave you an episode like a week and a half ago. So. A little treat from us to you. <laughs> a right. little less time with us this week. We know you've been wanting it. We're going to minimize your time with us and maximize your time with this next book. All right, so the next <laughs> book is The uh, is the Singularity Trap by Dennis E. Taylor. You might uh, remember Dennis ba- E. Taylor from the Bobiverse series. Or you might not. And if you have not, don't. You should. It's time to reread them. So. For sure, for sure. It's already time to reread them. Um, bad news. Good news. <laughs> well, you've actually. already forgotten them, so I mean. So we're good. I don't see why not? <laughs> All right. So yes, um, this is I think um, definitely on par with the Bob first series. Uh, there's a lot of the sense of humor that's very similar. I think actually the um, the narrator is the same too. Yes, he is, I believe. So it, it, it sounded very familiar. It was. It's just. A, it's a nice. It's a familiar feel. Um, I swear this is not a book podcast, but an audiobook podcast. That's fine. <laughs> Every episode, you're like, okay, so here's all the information you need to know about the audiobook for next next episode. <laughs> well, in fairness, this is one is an Audible exclusive. That is true. There's a little bit more of a reason for it this time around. And the Bobbyverse series, too. Yes. Exactly. So anyway, it is a great book. I finished it earlier this week. Um, I don't think I'm gonna read and listen to it in a week and a half because I'm gonna be super busy. That's what we're kind of we're picking at. Um, <laughs> but it it is a great book. It, it it asks some very good questions. It's a it's about a foreign biological entity, um, oh. or for or foreign entity, um, from from you know space. Uh, it's 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 a cool story and it follows kind of a um. I don't think it totally unrealistic. It, it's set in a world where actually I don't think it's totally unrealistic. I think the one thing that Dennis Taylor is very good at is uh, is writing worlds that could come to pass. So I hope you really enjoy this book. Um, CC, have you listened to it yet? I have not started it yet. No. All right. So yeah, it's um. So I'm sure you will enjoy it as much as I did. Yes. So if the episode sucks, it's Peter's fault. It was totally going off. <laughs> um. Well, you usually are because I re-listen to all the books before you do. <laughs> uh, that's true. Pretty much. Actually, I think I read Andromeda Stream before you, so take that. In fairness, you read it in high school. No, not true, college. Really? I read it in high school. 
Well, Maybe you're not. five years younger than me, so... What'd you read in college, you see? I don't know. I just remember, like, literally sitting in my car to finish it before I went into the lab at Drexel. When Which I was, labs? like, an undergrad intern. The neurobiology lab I was at. What year was that, CC? Between sophomore and junior year and junior and senior year. <laughs> I read it before you. <laughs> Alright. I read it as a high school reading book before, uh, freshman, before year? freshman year. Before oh, freshman okay. year. Fine, you did read it before me. Fuck Fine, yeah. whatever, whatever. Let's fucking go. Alright, listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Fair. We haven't asked for that in a while. Um, we, yeah, uh, we you, can, you can reach us at sci-fi sidebar at signifyingnothingnetwork.com. You can uh, find us on facebook.com forward slash sci-fi sidebar. Um, that about wraps us up, Cece. What do you think? I think so, too. I'm ready for bed. All right, great. Uh, good night, folks. I will. Uh, or we, we will talk to you in a few weeks. Uh, this has been Sci-Fi Sidebar by the Signifying Nothing Network. A tale told by idiots. Bye-bye. <laughs>